0: Now, with today's fresh insights, Cynthia Hyatt. I hear
1: the Well, welcome to the show. So glad that you're here with me again today. And that we are doing two weeks on gender differences and really understanding, quote unquote, the breed. And that we truly are very, very opposite in many, many ways. And the better you understand that different sex, the opposite sex, that different breed, the much better version you get from them. And one of the most magical things about men is one of their biggest needs is success. They want to be successful with a woman in their life. That's one of the greatest things for men is to be successful with the woman that they are committed to, that they, that they love, whether it be their girlfriend, their partner, their wife, their daughter, their mom, whoever that is. The better able we are to help them be successful with us, the better they feel loved by us and accepted by us and liked by us, we get a much better version. And we enjoy them more. So let's look at, we left off on that last one yesterday about what makes a man feel loved, showing interest in what he feels is important in life. So let's go to this next one, and that's number 12. It's be happy and positive when he comes home. So I work really hard, if I've had a really hard day, of centering myself before I walk in the house and and see my husband. Because I want to make sure that I don't walk in in a bad mood. That doesn't mean that I'm going to stuff my feelings. It means that I can suspend feelings. I can talk about him 15 minutes later. I can walk in and be happy to see him and smile at him, even if I've had a really bad day. And I can interact with him for a little bit, and then he can say, hey, how was your day? And then I can be very respectful, right? Because I don't want to incite him. I want him to hang in there with me. And I will look away, and I will say, had a really, really bad day. So I'm not in a great place. I probably need a little bit of time because I'm not in a very good mood. And those are really appropriate cues for him because that helps him to not take my mood personally. Because what is inevitable with men is if I don't manage my mood and I start complaining and being upset and looking at him when I'm doing it, he inevitably will say to me, why are you mad at me? And I will say, Was your name anywhere in that? There's nothing I've been talking... All the content I'm talking about has nothing to do with you. But you see, he experiences the presentation he's seeing visually and the energy. And if I'm not careful, like we said yesterday, if he has to defend himself, he can't defend me. So I'm happy. I'm positive when I come home. I'm happy and positive when he comes home. And if things aren't good... I have time. Adults have time. We can suspend things. Little children and teenagers can't. So if you've ever worked with teenagers, you know that if they got in a fight with their boyfriend or girlfriend, they can't go to class until they're okay. Little children have the feeling in the moment they can't not do that. But as adults, we can recognize this probably isn't the right time to talk about this. And so one of the best ways I set it up to have a conversation if there's something I need to discuss with my husband that is not positive is if I start out positively. I set it up for more success. So let's look at this one. We don't allow any family member to treat him disrespectfully. You have to see your partnership, your marriage as sacred that my A work is given to my husband and the F work, the failing work is given to the person in Circle K if if that's the way it goes. Now, I, I like to treat everybody nicely and courteously and that's a habit that I have formed that goes very well with me. But if I can't, if I'm running on empty, then I have to be very careful that the person most committed to me that I love, that I want to spend the rest of my life with, isn't the one that gets the worst version of me. And this has a lot to do with do I have his back. So even if I don't agree with everything he did, I'm still going to defend him because he's my husband. That doesn't mean I agree with it, but I am not going to let a family member or a friend or whomever be disrespectful to him because he's not perfect and he's allowed to not be perfect. So I will confront that and I will set a boundary. And that makes a man feel so loved because that's a man that's a man code that you have someone's back, no matter what they've done. They are loyal in that way. So when we express that type of loyalty to them, that makes sense, that resonates with them, and they they feel very loved. So we defend him to family members that try to dishonor him, especially family members or friends or anyone that may be speaking against him. And we don't have to lie. We can say, I hear what you're saying. Probably wasn't his best moment. And he's a good man. And you can't talk about him that way. You don't know him like I do. If you feel like you can't do that, that's something to really take into consideration when it comes to the state of the relationship. So I compliment his efforts about his performance. This is number 16. I compliment him. I say, I noticed that you tried this. Thank you for trying that. I know that's kind of outside of your comfort zone, but I really appreciated that you tried that. It's okay if it didn't work out perfectly. I'm just thankful that you made effort. So thank you for trying to talk with me. Thank you for being affectionate with me. Thank you for trying to fix the kitchen sink, even if it's not one of your strong suits. Thank you, instead of focusing on the negative. So number 17, seek his advice when you face challenges. You don't have to do everything he says to do, but include him in that. Let him problem solve with you. And don't just discount all of his suggestions. I've come to find over the years that my husband has very good suggestions. And because they weren't maybe the way that I would have done something, when I've done it, I went, wow, that actually kind of worked. So compliment those efforts that he's making. Then make sure that We also seek advice when you face challenges. Let him into your life. And you can say to him, you know what? I really, you know, I did not think that. That might be something I could do. Or, I really appreciate you trying, but, you know, these certain variables over here, that probably wouldn't work. But, man, do I appreciate you putting effort and thought into helping me with this challenge. So, number 18. Set and work on goals together. Men are workers. Now, women are too. We really are. But men really are hardwired to work, to build, to tear down, to conquer, to destroy, to create. This is part of the hardwiring of men. So when you set specific goals and you let them problem solve as a way to make that goal happen, you compliment them on the effort and the performance. You're going to be amazed at how hard they will work for you. And number 19, don't overcommit yourself and leave some time for him. Now I have to tell you, I'm going to be honest with you. Every time I do this particular lecture, this particular presentation, this is the one that gets me every time. This is the one I have to work on all the time. I do a lot of things, I'm involved in a lot of things, and I love creating and doing a lot of things. And if I am not careful, I can overcommit, and he gets put on the back burner. He needs to be the A work in my life. And I really have to hold myself accountable for that one, that I can overcommit myself. And I have less time for him. And I'll say to him, hey, I know, I know, I know, I should. I'm sorry. Just let me get this done because I committed to it and, I, and I'll fix it. Well, I can't be doing that with him all the time because eventually he will feel very devalued and very disrespected. And he will distance himself from me. And he will say, okay, I guess I'm on my own. i got to do my own life. I'm doing it by myself. Okay, that's the way that it is. That is very serious with men. So number 20, please be forgiving when he unintentionally offends you or hurts you. There's a tendency for us as women to think that a man knows exactly what they're doing and that they should know that that would hurt our feelings. They should know that that would offend us. To us it's not rocket science. well, to somebody that's completely opposite of you, it is rocket science. So you want to be extremely forgiving this is this is where we, we, we talked earlier you know about let go of the small stuff. be careful in how many things need to be hashed out that men get exhausted with this. I always tell women, listen if your husband is sitting in, your office, in my office, your partner, your boyfriend is here sitting and talking, you better know you're very loved. Because that is not a man's tendency. So you really want to work on this idea of, you know, is that really his heart? I wonder if he just had a bad moment or a bad day. Maybe he was short with me, dismissive. You know what? Whatever. Maybe he, maybe he said something that that wasn't very kind. Maybe he you know didn't follow through with a commitment. What? Who knows what it may be. But really focus first on his heart, and not on the offense, and ask yourself: Would my husband intentionally? Would my boyfriend intentionally harm me? Would my partner intentionally? hurt my feelings, offend me? Because, again, if that's the case, if you can't trust this man's heart, you have to question why you are in relationship with him. See, I trust my my husband's heart implicitly. He would not ever intentionally harm me. That doesn't mean it doesn't happen, right? He, he, He can certainly hurt my feelings. And I have to be careful about how many of the things I want to talk about. And what are the things that I want to overlook? All right, let, let's look at this next one. We, so th- this idea of finding ways to show him that you need him. This is really important. It's, it's important to both sexes actually. I mean, we do know that. We want to be needed by our girlfriends and our kids and coworkers, and we want to think we, we have impact and, and emotionally you know, impact their life and relationally impact them. Well, men have the same need. It just isn't as emotional in that way. It isn't the, necessarily the connecting piece. it's the success piece. It's the challenge piece. It's feeling like they're respected because they actually did something for you. So you want to make sure that as a female, as a woman, now you—you, you, if you've been listening to the show or know anything about me, you know I'm a very independent woman. I was single for a, quite a long time before I married my husband. So, quote unquote, do I really need him? No. I've proven to myself I can make it on my own, but do I need to assert that to him? Like as if he doesn't know it? He wants to be needed by me. He wants to think that he has that type of purpose in my life, that he makes my life better and that I'm better because he's in my life. This is very different, obviously, than being quote unquote needy, right? Right? This is me letting him help me because men need to be needed. They are workers. They want to change the world. I mean, we do, you know, as women as well, but not in the same manner. It's it's a very different type of energy. So that flows into, though, number 22. And this is don't fill every spare moment of his life with chores. It's wonderful to have a honey-do list, right? Honey, can you do this? Honey, can you do that? Honey, can you take care of that for me? That's wonderful in terms of, hey, I'm showing you that I need you. I'm letting you be successful in my life. You're having impact. You're conquering things. You're overcoming things. You, You need to know that elusive line. When he starts to feel like he's only valuable for what he does for you, That all you ever do is want him to go do things. And you never take time with him, relate to him, talk to him, praise him, love him, touch him. These types of things. So if you have a honey-do list, prioritize it for him. Just simply say, you know what, this is number one, man, this really needs to get done. Here's all these other things, if you think about it. If you can pull that off, that's awesome. I would love that. But these are the things that really need to be done. So please don't think that this list I'm giving you is horizontal. It is vertical. And I know that you work really hard and that you have limited time and energy just like I do. So I want to be realistic. I want you to have time to enjoy your own life. I want you to have time to rest. I want you to have time to veg out and, like, you know, get, get a reset. I don't want you to feel like all you do is work. So you communicate that to him and let him know that. How about this next one? Number 23. And this is a big one. This goes a long way with men. Peel away your pride and admit your mistakes. You know, if you mess up with him, just tell him. Men, men, men the Honesty and, and being forthright and just concrete goes a long way with him. My husband, my husband gets over things pretty quickly if I just simply say, you know what, I really don't like how I handled that. that. You didn't deserve that. That wasn't right. And I need to get on top of that. And I really need you to forgive me. And I'm going to really commit... To not doing that. That goes a long way with men. It's very, very helpful for them. And it causes them to see you as a safe person. That you're not, that you're not oblivious to how you affect him. So remember that men and women have many of the same needs, but they tend to be kind of weighted differently. So when we're in relationship with the opposite sex, we all want to feel loved and respected. But the way you feel loved as a female versus the way he feels loved as a man is different. And that's why we really want to understand what actually translates as love to this man. So when a man has the respect of his partner, it actually causes him and encourages him and inspires him to want to be a better person. When it comes to relationships, feeling respected is a huge issue for most men. Wars have occurred because of disrespect. And you know, you've, you've seen enough of it happen. you see it in movies and TV shows. You've seen it with men that you know. Disrespecting a man can cause things to become violent. So we want to recognize, wow, that's one of the greatest needs. Well, for women, one of our greatest needs, right, is connection, is security. So we want th- those needs. That, that w- our need is to feel desired, to be wanted, to know that we're impacting our world relationally. So if a man is discounting those, it's painful, it's hurtful. Well, we don't want to discount. The needs that men have. So, when you think about that one issue of respect, when we respect men in the way that translates respect to them, they automatically feel successful. They are going to be a much softer, kinder version of themselves. Most men are easily encouraged. I I'm, I'm telling you ladies your approval of a man is a very powerful motivator. And applying these steps that we talked about these dif- this different list of what causes a man to feel loved will go a long way. A long way in him being the man that you need him to be. So we're going to end with these last two needs. Number 24 rub his neck And shoulders when he's stressed. Touch him. Let him touch you. I I consistently say to women you have to understand the most comforting thing to a man is a woman's body. They have a very harsh world, they are very lonely creatures. Who is going to touch them if it's not you? From the age of seven, this is when little boys want to be big boys. And they don't want to crawl on their mommy's lap anymore. They don't want to be kissed by their mommy. And so from seven to the day they die, who is going to touch them? The women in their life. Their girlfriend, their partner, their wives. The woman that, that cuts their hair, right? That's every six weeks, every two months. So if they have nobody else but her. I mean, they can maybe go get a massage, right? It's very it's socially acceptable now for men to go and get a massage, but it's not the same, in any way, shape, or form, as when you touch him, and you love his body, and you care about his body. See, a man lives in his body. Women, many times, we live in our head and our heart a lot, in our emotions. We certainly live in our body because we can be very critical of our bodies. But a man's body is where his power lies. When you love his body, when you're willing to touch him, caress him, hug him, kiss him, you can't imagine what that physical experience for him does for him. And so you touch him. Really, really, I mean, if you don't remember very much of anything else of the show, You will be amazed at the version of the man in your life you get if you are willing to touch him. So this last one, this is number 25. If he wants to talk, listen. Listen. Ask him viewpoint questions. And that is really powerful for men. That helps them feel safer to talk about emotions because they're problem-solving. So when he says to you, hey, I I, want to talk, then you really listen. And this is tough for women. It's tough for me because my husband will start talking. If I'm not careful, I start interjecting, talking him out of it, talking him into it, giving explanation, saying how I feel, whatever that is. That's how women interact. So when my husband starts talking, I relax my body and I let him talk until it stops. And then I say, is it okay, if I give you a little bit of insight, or if I give you an opinion, or I might even wait before I do that and say something to him like, you know, help me understand why that feels that way to you. Give me a little bit more information. So I'm so glad you joined me today. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Make sure you check out the website. You can hear the shows in their entirety. The next two days, we are going to be talking about what makes a woman feel loved. So I think you're going to enjoy that. Make sure you send the shows, the podcast to your friends. We want a healthier, happier world. Have a great day.